This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello, everyone. And welcome back. Well, not just welcome back, but welcome to the Current Affairs Podcast with Will and Ben, Season 4. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit tired. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long old day, um, but we're back and we're better than ever with a brand new season, brand new hosts, and brand new content. Brand new hosts? Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, we're getting rid of you, Will, next week. No, uh, you see, I've been, uh, but there's been a, a vote of no confidence. <laughs> Ooh. Ha ha. Alluding to. What a link. What's what going to come later on in the show. But no, this is our weekly discussion podcast where we bring to you high-end discussion about the biggest news stories of the week yeah. and a couple of the more wacky wild style of life kind of stories we will also be answering we will also be answering a couple of questions from you our loyal legions of followers so ben specifically how are we going to be kicking off Season four. Season four is a doozy. We've got a lot of content today. We were discussing on a little pre-show that we've got a lot to get through. We're gonna touch upon Bojo's party gates. We're gonna then, you know, sticking on that theme of COVID, which which we vowed to never return to, but it's crept its way back into news. Um, Bojo party gate. Then we're on to COVID Plan B and the loosening of restrictions before we finally move on to some foreign policy, which I like. Biden and Russia and Ukraine and the EU and Germany and Britain and Russia and the Ukraine. Um, and, and, Britain that, and, and Russia. Britain and Russia and the US and of Ukraine a, and Germany. And, NATO. Um, and then we're going to move on to some of Will's wacky, wild kind of, well, equally sourced. One on, um, where have I gone? Pokemon. And one... On sea, on sea. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Before answering some of your questions, which we uh, asked you to send in on our Instagram, which you can follow us at the Current Affairs Podcast, um, if you want to next week. Anyway, shall we crack on? We shall. We shall. But we firstly, will. how was your Christmas? Oh, I forgot about our little talk. <laughs> I've forgotten the structure of the show. It's been yeah, so, so long. Yeah, we have this little talk, don't we? It was good. It was good. I couldn't yeah. go home. So, uh, oh, nice. Uh, oh, no. I want to change. I want to change my story of the week. I'm sorry. This is very unprofessional. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'll go write in caps on our document. Um, so, but, but my Christmas was great, actually. Um, uh, and... Uh, hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the new the new story about hamsters. So, yeah. so if you wanted anything about Sue, Sue. no, no, no. We, I think we can squeeze it in. We can Sue, squeeze in like Sue a and hamsters. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Good Christmas. What about you? Yeah, it was lovely. I mean, I did go home. Yeah, lovely. Because my home is not in in Off Asia, indescript area in the northeast of England. I did. I did. I went home and I <laughs> I, I had a wonderful time. Dodged the. The COVID, like an absolute, COVID hit like, 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 like the machine. Matrix. Just yeah. <laughs> no way. It was even coming today, for me. even today, it's creeping back in. You can feel yourself dodging it like front and Yeah, it's it's, it's it's everywhere. So be safe out there. Stay safe. Be, yeah. be careful. Oh. Um, Benevolent. But guess who isn't? Well, allegedly, who hasn't been careful? Say it. Say this is this is this is the biggest news story of the week. The biggest news story of the year. Probably. <laughs> Do you think? Well, yeah, 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 we're only 20 days in. Well, that so. was the joke. <laughs> yeah, that's why I laughed. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, no, so we're, we're going to start with the Partygate scandal, yes. which is uh, the sort of ever-emerging revelations that um, staff at number 10, Downing Street, mm. uh, London, mm. were not exactly 
sticking to their own rules and guidance in the midst of the national lockdowns which the country has had to endure for the past 18 months now Mm. this started when it was it was leaked that these parties had been taken place the prime minister then denied that these parties had taken place there then emerged the tape of allegra stratton amongst other of his um yeah aides at downing street joking about the fact that the party had taken yes, place yes. meaning she had to resign the prime minister said that he wasn't present as any of these parties and then it emerged that on the 20th of may 2020 there was a gathering in yeah. the downing street government which the prime minister subsequently confirmed that he was in attendance but he believed this was a work event now this is all being investigated by uh, civil servant Sue Gray, who is yes. who is coming up with a report as to the activities in Number Ten Downing Street, and this has posed an enormous threat to Boris Johnson's premiership, leading to calls from senior Tory MPs, including former Brexit Secretary David Davis, for him to resign. So, Ben, what do you make of all this? You've unpacked a lot there. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Uh... <laughs> Where do we begin? Okay, um, let's start with Sue Gray. This this investigation, yeah, because uh, it all came out last end of last year, December. This is when it all started kicking off. When, it did. when the early rumours came in, when that video was leaked of but on on ITV of the press secretary, um, press secretary, not press secretary, but staffer, press staffer. She was the, she was the she was the press secretary. Yes, press secretary. Stratton, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. And then we had this first investigation led by a Mr. Simon Case. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> and I remember, I can't remember where I was, but I remember very audibly giggling out loud because he he had to resign after it came out that he was investigating a party that he detented. Yes, he himself had, had broken the rules. He it was, was uh, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, he was chief secretary to the cabinet office. Mm, I'm not yes, he was. the most senior civil servant in the government. And, and and now it's been confirmed that he'd had up to twenty staff in his Whitehall office last yeah, year. Yeah, it's not good. There was one at Conservative Party HQ hosted by former mayoral candidate Sean Bailey. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. And they, had, they had a really quite nice looking mozzarella um, themed salad. Yeah. Which was, Quite Joseph. But I mean, you, you know, the Prime Minister has claimed that he did not know that this 20th of May work event was... Oh, but um, 20th of May gathering was a party. He says it was a work event. But this will all be mm. revealed in Sue Gray's well, even, even uh, like the, the effect it's had on the Prime Minister is obvious. I think it's undermined a lot of people's trust. But it's also undermined the wider... widely the, Just the people's trust in Conservatives. Widely. widely. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. It has been a long day. In a wider sense, um, people's trust in like the, the, the governing party, I think. Yes. A lot of the newcomers, the 2019 intake, I, I think I read this morning that they've had two meetings in the last week to discuss the Prime Minister because they're hanging a lot of them on quite loose threads um, securing enough of their margins in the 2019 elections but still realising that they've got a tough battle against Labour um, when they when they return to, to the polls in 2024 um, so and, and I think a lot of this has been and we could move on now potentially if you well, want it's, to well it's it's just a couple of other points so we've had no, no, yeah, we could move on to the Christian Wakeford case oh sorry right, he, that's right yeah. a lot of what he's been doing um, as, as you said earlier he, he, there was a quite a sensational moment where he it was announced that he's defected to Labour um, first defection since 1992 from the Conservatives to yes, Labour yes yes and, and from a man who's been 
a Conservative Party member for 20 years. He was joined when he was a student. So you know, we're not talking about, you know, someone who's young and upcoming. He's, he's been in the Conservative Party for a long, long time. Um, and he just felt very disillusioned by this party that sort of he feels that is going in a completely different direction to what his constituents um, would would most likely be interested in. And interestingly, I read the statistic that he only won his last election by 400 votes. So he does feel that he has to make decisions that are in line with his constituents, which some have argued has largely been in why he's left and why he's defected. Um, but what do you make of the whole Wakeley case? I mean, they, he probably intended it as a um, sort of big push towards overthrowing the Prime Minister. Unfortunate, well, unfortunately for him, senior Tory MPs have come out to say that actually it's it's been sort of viewed by the Conservative ranks as being so ridiculous that um, that people are actually backing down somewhat from trying to overthrow the Prime Minister. They, it's, it, it is seen by some as being quite a quite a rash move. Mm. Um, mm. But I mean, it's it's it is extraordinary. There was this, fair, you know, just before Prime Minister's questions, you know, he instead of turning left to go and sit on the government benches, he turns right, and was sat bang slap behind uh, Sir Kier, um, uh, whatever, whatever his surname Kier is, Star. Starmer. Sorry, he's he's quite a forget forgettable man. But now I'm joking. Well, no, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because I actually <laughs> think joking. he has been on cracking form recently. Um, well, you, no, um, and, and, like compared to like I think he when he when he was first elected. Um, as leader of the opposition, he had quite a he had quite a lot of bad press and quite a lot of you know division in his party, and, he, and to fair, he still does have quite a lot of division in his party. But um, I think that he's he's quite he's perked up. He's he's got a lot of energy and a lot of momentum. And I think the Labour Party have got quite a lot of momentum from seeing mm. Boris in his one of his biggest moments of weakness since the beginning of his premiership. Well, they are about ten fifteen points in the polls now, Labour. Are um, they? Mm. Who, who's polls? All, yeah. all the polls. All the polls. Yeah, Ipsos Polls. Yeah, every, every single one. Wow. Every single poll. That's exciting. They are, that they is are exciting. Streets ad. Um, so it, it remains to be seen. Um, Steve Baker has just come out and said that the Prime Minister is facing checkmate. Oh, and this morning, just briefly, yeah. um, one of the opponents, one of the rebels, the public rebels, this chap called William Ragg. A conservative, very prestigious conservative member of parliament. I think he's the chairman. He's the chairman of a committee, the Constitution Committee, or something like that. Mm. He um, has sort of said that the government have been attempting to intimidate potential rebels uh, yes. by threatening to withdraw investments to their constituencies and that sort of stuff. And he has advised his colleagues to speak to the chief, to not to the chief whips, to the speaker's office. Or to the um, Metropolitan Police if they are continuing to receive these threats from the government, but that is entirely alleged. That's just a report of what um, William Rag has claimed at a select committee meeting. But I think Wakeford has has. I was thinking I was reading today. Wakeford has pointed out that um, he and now now that he can speak quite freely against the Conservatives without fear <laughs> of the quite. whip. Um, I think he's pointed out cases where. Like he's he's had pressure from whips before, who said they're going to withdraw funding to schools and stuff in his own constituency. Um, so it right. will be interesting to see if the police do get involved. I mean, they probably won't because I don't know. I think they'll just get away with it. Like they've got away with quite a lot. But um, yeah. Well, finally, well, finally, 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 the former Brexit secretary. Yeah, it's David Davis. Yeah, what do you make of that? Saying it, divisions in the party it is interesting. In the name of God, go. <laughs>
was quite quite something. I mean, I did. I was watching Prime Ministers live, mm. and I remember sh- uh, shouting a uh, "Oh, expletive!" at the telly. <laughs> I can't repeat it on, the, but uh, but uh, I was I was I was taken aback actually when I when I when I saw that. He, I mean, uh, David Davis. He's a, he is a he has constantly been a malcontent force in the Conservative Party uh following on from his loss to David Cameron in the leadership election in 2005 so i mean it is quite something for him to but he did he did go against Theresa May he wasn't happy in the Cameron government no. it, it, uh, we we need a cabinet minister to resign that would be that would be not funny. not not we need it, but as in in order for this to become mm. even more interesting mm. we, we it would be interesting Look backstab from Rishi Sunak well i doubt it would be the, the, the Rishi Anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk yeah, more yeah, yeah, about yeah. this because our questions are all related to this. Yeah, I saw. So, should we move on to the old COVID situation, the ongoing? COVID yeah, we're, pandemic. we're sorry about this, everyone. Do you want to take it away or shall I take yeah, it? Yeah, it's a bit boring. Uh, I mean, like, should we just? I mean, there's not a lot to say, basically. So, Plan B's gone. Plan B's gone. So, from today, pupils don't have to wear face masks in schools. Yeah, work from home guidance is yeah. gone. No masks in public areas. No the only po- thing, the only thing that stays the same is the quote legal requirement to self-isolate if you're just positive for COVID. but that's only five days now that's five days if you've been shortened there you go yeah um labor have said they'll back the government on this if they release the science yes they need to see the science of course because boris has said from the beginning he's been guided by the science yes. um so they'd like but to, it seems things seem to be i think like admissions are falling um deaths i think trail obviously trail admissions but i think they're expected to for I think we've seen the peak of this wave. Yep. Um, and you read something earlier, didn't you, about the WHO? So the WHO said that um, whilst the international situation remains highly febrile on COVID, there's a big word for you, febrile. Do you know what febrile means? I actually don't. It's like <laughs> chaotic. Oh, or fine. Unstable. That's good. Um, the UK is uh, proving itself as an example of how to live with COVID post brunt of pandemic um and the government's i think in april maybe april at some point in the next couple of months are going to release like a long-term strategy yeah of how yeah. we would to live with covid but if they're sort of doing away with guidance and restrictions i i wonder what the strategy would intend like what's that strategy going to be that's interesting don't uh, cough anything on i people. can <laughs> i don't know link it to is potentially what Singapore did, and they released a roadmap about six months ago, I'm going to say, um, where they planned their entire route out, and this involved big, big changes into what they release and and how they cover. Because obviously, I mean, they're quite authoritarian in the way. It's, well, it's a one-party state, but um, they would stop publishing daily COVID statistics because they were just fear-mongering. Basically, they you know they weren't doing much. They would just improve vaccine access, um, and they'd re- release all limits on on public life. Um, such as and, and then potentially even at some point people with covid would be allowed to just go about as if they had the cold or the flu and then that would be left to personal responsibility that's what we're um, moving towards apparently people yeah. with covid so i think uh, potentially what we would see in such a report like that would be what would happen if we did have terrible terrible new strains turning up again i mean like that might not happen what would what would be in place so we're ready for the future and that might be a long term what i'd like to see from a long term plan would be better responses for just all types of general health epidemics i think what we learned from this was that the world was wholly unprepared for uh, like a, a, a something like this like, like ebola the, the stress that went on we were able to contain that um the, the world generally needs to be better prepared for 
for problems that can't be fixed within its own borders. Yes, and so specifically pandemics. I was watching. I was watching. Right, this is extraordinary. Yeah. Have you seen what's that series on Netflix? Don't explained. Oh, uh, uh, Vox stuff explained. So be like, the Vox one. I, I, it's an. It's it's just called like. Okay, it'll be called yeah. like elections explained yeah, or okay. money explained. Yeah. Anyway, there was one called. It was called Pandemics Explained, <laughs> and it was released. It oh, was yeah, released Vox, I at, hate, the, yeah. at the end of 2019. Ooh. Ooh. And it's like Bill Gates getting all... Yes, yes. Well, no, hey, have you seen the TED Talk he did? Yeah, the biggest threat we face to this country, uh, to our world, is uh, is a pandemic. Mm. And this is like, this is like, like October 2019. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, anyway, I saw that the other day with my housemate, and we were, we were befuddled mm. by... <laughs> Well, he's been quite outspoken for that for quite a long time, and it's been a lot of things that a lot of scientists have been pointing to that right, a bit of a nerd, governments have just been quite lazy to do, because, let's be real, back then you're just like, oh yeah, but he's probably just talking about like the flu or something. Well, it's like saying, it, back then it was the same as saying, oh, what if there's a nuclear attack? Yeah. Uh, the, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the mind of your average well, person, yeah, in the mind of your average person, okay. the, th the sort of apocalyptic threat, yeah. you know, was, was not prevalent okay fine. i kind of i mean i guess i kind of guess what you, yeah i see where you're going like in those first few days well, not a few days no, no, a couple no. of months of that pandemic i'm not talking about it i'm talking was. about before even we heard about it about covid yeah if, yeah before you heard about covid if someone had said to you oh imagine if there's like a big pandemic you would have gone yeah 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 no, i agree Interesting, yeah and i think i think that apocalyptic energy was 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 there for the first two months of that pandemic you know the way in which the media treated it as well, well rightly rightfully so because at that point we didn't have a clue what was going on but where everyone was staying home the streets were empty the italian police were sending out drones into public venues to make sure no one was there yeah, I know. it all felt like a sci-fi film um so i suppose I, I i i do get what you mean didn't feel um, very sci-fi in rural yorkshire <laughs> you that. nothing had changed <laughs> nothing, it was all the same um, no we all we all abided by the rules uh i've written down scotland things will be listed from monday um and but Wales. 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 Um, what is Wales saying? Nightclubs remain closed and indoor, indoor standing events are not allowed. So. Well, that, come on, come on. I mean, that's ridiculous, actually. Oh, no, that's Northern Ireland, sorry. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I've been silly. Right, right. Wales stuff is opening from next week. Northern Ireland's been quite behind the entire time, I went. Yeah, they've been, they've they been quite bit, keen bit on the old restrictions. Um, I suppose they might largely be trying to meet Ireland, who are also um, yeah. somewhat behind. Um, but yes. Anything else to add? No. All right. I mean, I'm, I, sorry, I've sort of petered out and got bored of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should we talk about the big, big foreign affairs? This is your, this policy. is your special speciality. Foreign, 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 foreign affairs. Foreign affairs is your Love thing. Love that. Um, Go on, take it away. I've got, I haven't, I, you have nice I'll take it away. Scripts. Fine. No, 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 no. I know, do you have a nice little thing prepared? No, I don't. Oh, no. actually. I mean. Should I, do you want me to do it? No, you do. You, you're like okay, nice. fine. You're so yesterday, US President Joe Biden has said he thinks that his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, will move in on the Ukraine, but mm. does not want a full-blown war, which I think is stating the obvious, really. He told uh, people at a press <laughs> news conference that Mr. Putin would pay a serious and dear price for invading but indicated that a minor incursion might be treated differently. So, yeah, this is... Uh, Putin's got 100,000 troops yep. stationed on the border of Ooh. Ukraine, and he's primed and ready to go. Yeah. So what do you make of this? Well, that's it. 
It's it's a bit cold wary. It's getting a bit mm. it's getting a bit old days. Um yeah, a hundred thousand troops been building up and he's made these demands to the West, basically, for what he wants to get out of this. And he mm. says Ukraine should not be or never allowed to join NATO. Um and that NATO should abandon all their activity going on in Eastern Europe. Um so you're right, well you've messing around with my mic. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm just twiddling, sorry. <laughs> um, Carry on. And, and there's part of this dialogue that's really put pressure on, on Ukraine, um, who's, who's allying increasingly with the West. Um, Russia, as always, takes quite, like a very realist, let's balance the power, let's, let's make sure we have a good buffer between us and, as, and, and, and the West, uh, in their sort of little sphere of influence. Um, but it's got quite intense recently. Um, and I think both sides are trying to elevate this to, new levels. The USA wants to be stronger on this, but I think what we learned from the news yesterday was that Biden was basically revealing that NATO is divided in their approach. And I think the main divisions lie between Biden, um, Biden's US uh, team there and the German team there. Because um, the Germans are worried about sending off arms and supporting an army in Ukraine, because historically uh, that hasn't worked out well for them. Uh, so I think as a government policy, they avoid getting into conflicts in Europe and stuff. I believe. So that's why that's well, the why Germans, the Germans. Oh really? Yeah. So they I think, avoid European conflict. Do they? Uh, in recent history, is this a recent that's been there. That's <laughs> no, been no, there. That's no, been no, yeah, that's, that's uh, a, a legacy of a dumb things they've done in the past. Yes. Um, but obviously, this comes off the back of Russia annexing the Crimean Peninsula in southern Ukraine in 2014, just around the Sochi Olympics. Which I found hilarious um, that they managed to get away with that. Um, which I mean, did they? Who knows? Uh, and then, <laughs> yes, um, and this, that was in response to uh, the, Uni the Ukrainians electing a anti-Russian, um, pro-European Union president um, at the time. And ever since, Ukraine's been at war in its own territory with Russian-led rebels, uh, Russian-funded, Russian-backed rebels, um, which so far has claimed. 14,000 lives and 2 million refugees. Goodness me. Um, so quite a significant conflict. Um, but it will test basically the West. A, from a lot of what I've read seems to think that this is largely just Putin trying to see what he can get away with, how resilient the West will be. Um, particularly Biden. I, I think it's interesting he's willing to get so involved in a conflict after he's just pulled out of Afghanistan. Um so I, th I think it's it's very much him put in with this power play, trying to see uh, what he can get away with, what 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 um, the non-Western powers can get away with. Um, but yes, any thoughts? No, I think you summed that up rather well. I mean, as you say, they, they've they've done this before. We have been mm. here mm. before with Crimea. But yeah. I will say, for the sake of balance, I think it's well over ninety percent of. Um, of uh, Crimean citizens consider themselves to be Russian, mm. but anyway, that was just for, just to, just for the sake of balance. We don't want to okay. express an opinion either oh, way, of Mr. Putin. We're really sorry. Please don't. <laughs> no. um, but no, um, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll be interested to see what happens. I think there probably will be an invasion of sorts. Interesting. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. We will see. Watch this space. We may have to be doing this podcast from a from a bunker, <laughs> the current affairs bunker with Willem. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you from the depths of bead. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Okay. 
Um, um, no, but um, I thought you covered that spectacularly. So. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, um, oh, no, actually, I did read. There's a lot. There is a lot of tension in the EU. Um, the EU wants its own dialogue platform. So, obviously, a lot of people are sending their foreign ministers to uh, sort this out. So, Blinken, US Foreign Secretary, is meet not Foreign Secretary, Secretary of State, um, is meeting the Russian Foreign Minister, I think, on Saturday in Geneva. Um, yeah, Will's nodding. Um, yes. And the EU feels like this is its chance to prove itself, um, which rightfully it should, um, as as the largest, you know, international or regional organisation um, in Europe and in the world potentially. Um, the largest international regional organisation. I meant regional. In it's Europe. my own degree. In Europe. I may once again point out I've been up since like six. No, he's, to be fair, he's been out of the water. Yeah, I've been out on the water. Um, yeah, but. Yeah. It, it would be good to see the EU stand up and use itself as a platform, but a lot of people are wary about that because there'll be too much division and they don't want to show that publicly about Ukraine. Um, but anyway, that's a bit depressing. All the news today, apart from the COVID stuff, has been just a bit depressing. It's it's um, it, it, not yesterday, the day before, I must say, was one of the fastest news days hmm. we've experienced BBC, yeah, since... Yeah. In terms of Westminster happenings since the election in twenty yeah. <laughs> for a midterm, it's quite. This it's is all quite. It's, it's really getting me going. She's giving me a new <laughs> vigor in life. Is it? Is yeah. it? I, I run down every morning like um like a sprightly like mountain a goat, banana in pajamas, <laughs> going to, and go and turn on the <laughs> Sky News. Anyway, right. I only have three brain cells. What you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call them? What? Big news. No, no. What do you call them? But like a. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Pokemon. Vowels? No. <laughs> oh, it's been such syllables. A syllables. Is I have three syllables for you, Will. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. Okay. Talk well, to me about Pokemon. Well. He's put his glasses on. <laughs> um. Actually, no. From one, from one serious international crime to another. Uh-oh. Two officers with the Los Angeles Police Department. LAPD. LAPD. <laughs> Open up, LAPD. Uh, <laughs> were fired recently for ignoring a robbery yes. in progress yes. to play Pokemon Go, according to recent released court documents. The men, which we can name, Louis Lozano and Eric Mitchell, lost their appeal against multiple counts of misconduct, in which in part have been based on a recording of their car. So yes, they were witnessing a robbery of sorts, but they decided that they wanted to play Pokemon Go every day, at, Brilliant. and not even stop to do their job. So that, that's, that's quite something. I... Fi firstly find that hilarious one because I don't know anyone who still plays it not to say it wasn't a brilliant game actually because oh, when that summer that summer when Pokemon Go was out I can still recall <laughs> Pokemon oh, Go summer <laughs> um yeah. yeah oh it was brilliant it was just so yeah. sunny everyone was outside I remember being in like parks and people someone would scout, shout like Pikachu and people would oh. run to go and get Pikachu. I remember I went to London specifically <laughs> <laughs> to, go and, to go and find some Pokemon. Obviously, I remember. I think yeah. the, the the more populated an area you were in, the more likely you were to find Pokemon. 
which annoyingly for me was I went to rural Ireland that summer. So, ah, so ah, I, think I call like one ratata, and that was probably it. No, I, I was a bit of a Pyongyang yeah, demon. Yeah, I'm not, just, not surprised. Back home um, in Hong Kong, this, the taxi drivers still play it. So they'll have like a setup in their car. You know, like you can mount your phone to like a, your windscreen or something. Yes. Like to use his GPS. Like a Tom Tom. You're like a Tom Tom. Tom Tom. I don't know if we can name brands. Like a generic. Well, no, Tom Tom's like Hoover, isn't it? It's it's oh, it's a brand that's transcended. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's absolutely not. Actually, you, <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Because you call it a sat nav, wouldn't you? <laughs> sat nav. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Tom. Please sponsor us. Don't um, sue us. Uh, what was I going to say? And they'd have like four phones in front of them, all with Pokemon Go loaded on different counts, and they would just spin, throw Pokeballs. Whilst like at red lights and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, no, I, I remember. It's huge. It still I, is huge. Yeah, but anyway, so these guys have have, have ignored their policing duties to. To be Sorry, that's my transition. We about to say something. <laughs> yeah, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to add it? True. Have we got a sat? Have we got Sue sat? No, no, no. We don't need to add Sue. You need We've to talk. You you are the Sue. This is oh, your yeah, story. I, I haven't. Okay, well, basically, oh. there was a match yesterday between Murray, Andy Murray, and Kyrgios. Um, Nic Nicolas, I think he's called Yeah, Kyrgios. forgive my pr pronunciation, Nick Kyr Kyrgios. Um, yes. uh, and I, I'll be honest, I saw the story on TikTok, it wasn't from my usual sources, uh, where <laughs> sort of someone, someone in the crowd just went, uh, like, uh, Kyrgios had scored, um, and someone in the crowd just went, <laughs> um, the chant that famously Ronaldo makes after he scores a goal um, and it caught on like a wildfire and soon any time he picked up a ball scored a point sort of looked at the crowd th hundreds of people watching the Australian Open would just go and it was apparently def they, uh, Andy Murray thought they were booing him at first because um, obviously when enough people do it you just hear a sort of sound um but yeah, that's pretty pretty wild. I'd be pretty thrown off, I think. Um, so I think Kyrgios mentioned that it, it lasted for about two hours and a half, uh, the, the constant seeing. Um, but yes. Uh, and then... Oh, all right, well... Sorry, carry on. Brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm done. Do you want to add? Do you want to add? Okay, great. No, yeah, this, this, well, we can talk more widely about Sue. No, we don't. Yeah, we can. This, this trend has taken the world, <laughs> taken the country by storm. And I don't think it's going to stop. <laughs> I, I thought it would die. Uh, <laughs> but it's not. Has it? it might just become a constant now yeah. expression for just, yeah. Do you see Cristiano Ronaldo f threw a bit of a temper tantrum yes, uh, yesterday? No. He got subbed off. Okay. By Manchester United interim manager Ralph Ragnick, oh. and he got it was, he was not a happy. He's quite unhappy there. I've heard. Yeah, because Manchester United are not a good football team <laughs> at the moment. No, they are not doing well. And Cristiano Ronaldo, as the second greatest player to have ever lived, wants to be doing better than floundering, basically mid-table. Yes, um, yes, I can see. I can see second can greatest see second greatest football player to ever second number okay. two okay behind um okay. Lionel Messi okay anyway hamsters 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 do you speak do you, do you have you seen the film Bolt yes you know Rhino the hamster do you remember Rhino I haven't seen Bolt in many moons you you start talking I'm gonna oh, get Rhino up on the screen. Come on, tell us about. I don't want to hear about Rhino. No, you do. Um, He's a real one. I don't one. care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Brilliant. Uh, okay. Hamsters. Okay, so I haven't got any notes. It's purely off the top of my head because I only remembered it, um, as you remember, at the beginning of the show. Um, but Hong Kong recently has had uh, quite an influx of COVID. Okay, right. I do know Rhino the hamster. Uh, this, from, this, uh, I've got a toy plushie like, of Rhino the hamster. <laughs> anyway, carry okay. on. So Hong Kong's had quite an influx of COVID cases recently, Omicron cases. Um, and it's experiencing its sort of first real grappling with new variants because it's been basically sealed off for the last two years. Um, but recently they've traced newfound infections into the state, into the autonomous region, allegedly uh, the, the, the autonomous region, um, to animal-to-human transmission from a hamster to a human, to the pet shop worker. Um, so... In response, they've <laughs> they've ordered the killing of over two thousand hamsters who've recently arrived in Hong Kong, or who are still sort of I don't know about to be sent, or or have been recently bought. So people who've bought hamsters have to return their hamsters um, to have them killed by basically the NHS. Um, and yeah, it's just I I don't know. I just think it's a bit. Mad. No hamster has ever died normally. <laughs> do you think? I, I've got, a, I've got a, I've got a quite a distressing. Have you got a hamster? No, I have a ha distressing hamster-based story. Oh, okay. Is it, so those okay. of us, those listeners that are that are sensitive, please uh, tune out for about the next sort of minute and a half. So um, my little sister has a friend mm. who, at the time, would have been about seven or something. Um, who bought two hamsters? Okay, and mm. so oh, you know, and she called them, you know, fluffy and cutie or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. So she went to bed, you know, blah, 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 okay. Comes down in the morning, excited, desperately excited to see her, her baby Hamster. hamsters, and one of them is sat there, yeah, with 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 a lot of like red <laughs> around her mouth. <laughs> and they go into the sort of sleeping area, the covered area, oh, no. and they open it, and in there is a hamster skull and it materialized that one of the hamsters had com had murdered and eaten the other one in the night can i make a funny joke yes cannibal lecture <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> yes oh that's that's horrifying yeah i've the heard stories of that like with like fish in tanks fish but that is is, is a hamster i feel like when they're that closely god <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bit sad. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was quite funny. But no, no, yeah. it's not funny. So, so, our, so they, I think they called it Hannibal afterwards. They changed <laughs> its name from Fluffy Cutie Pie to, to Hannibal the Cannibal. Um, yep. Is that enough wackiness for one day? Should we move on to the la question? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, Are I you just flagging? realized the joke I made didn't make sense. But carry on. I thought you just said Hannibal Lecter, but... Uh, yeah, but I meant to say Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> hamster. Hamster. But it was also supposed to sound you, like You went cam. like this, you went, Cam and Lecter. Anyway. Anyway, okay. This show's got real chaotic energy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well. Let, let me still uh, Let's move on. So we have two questions. One from... At BT Wiltshire. I should, can I say that? <laughs> Whoops. No, uh, uh, Ben Wilson has got one. <laughs> You've just given his full name. And, and Magid <laughs> has, has submitted another one. And they both... Well, the Ben Wiltshire asks... I've said it again. Ben asks, will the big dog 
relating to the Prime Minister, Operation Save Big Dog, where he tends to protect his career, survive. And then Majid asks, how long does Bojo have left? So what, what's your response to this, going back to what we talked about at the start of the show? Um, if the situation were to remain unchanged, like, as in if we had nothing else come out and we're just purely going off what's come out so far, He's, he's, he's made it. He's, he's survived. Uh, two things I think will be likely quite interesting in the future. The first will be the results of the inquiry. If he's found out by civil servants and potentially the police for bre breaching the rules of lockdown, then we might see um, a change. Because obviously, he, he, I think under the ministerial code, um, if he breaks... If he, if he breaks the law, I swear he's obliged and, and misleads Parliament. He's obliged to resign. Not, um, not, not constitutionally, but not constitutionally, please. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. Um, and then the other will be just further evidence. I think Cummings has still he's got quite a fair bit of shtick. But your thoughts? What I would, I agree with what you. I think I think um, it's it's precarious for him. What I will say. And this is my I'm not I'm not gonna but I'm gonna ask our listeners to consider this. Okay. Boris Johnson, his life ambition from the age of three yeah, see going, yeah. has been to be Prime Minister. I am unconvinced that he will resign unless he is absolutely forced out by a leadership election mm. or whatever. Mm. He will need to be dragged from Downing Street. Um and and the best, the most plausible way in which that can happen is if the Tory party discards of him. And the Tory party will need to now make the decision where between the Boris, who for all his flaws is arguably the greatest election winner the party has ever seen, if you count the Brexit referendum, the two London wins and the 2019 election, as elections and I yeah, would yeah. he is the greatest election winner the Conservative Party has ever said has ever had he has an ability to connect with voters that we have not seen before we will not see again for generations I think the party will need to make the decision between whether it wants to stick with him despite how damaged he is and whether they think he can recover yeah. or go out on a gamble and bring in someone who has no history of winning elections, con presuming that they don't elect mm. Theresa mm. May, which they won't because she won't run. Um, so it's the choice as to whether the party thinks they have more chance of winning the election with a with a bet on a person like Rishi Sunak, Jeremy Hunt, whatever, who has never won mm. an election, or Boris, who has this fantastic record of doing so, but is at the moment damaged, and they will need to consider whether or not he can recover from that. And if I was to offer an opinion, I'd say at the moment, I think you're right, as things currently stand, he can recover from this by 2024. But if there are more revelations, then that will be up for debate. So that is my view, Majid and Ben. So when Brill. he's going to resign depends on the report. That's what I'll say to that. Cool. Cool. And with that, we've had quite a long show today. We have. Um, but... I mean, thanks for sticking with us. If anyone, if you, I mean, if you have, uh, if you actually have, <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you find us at Purple Radio under the Current Affairs Podcast with Will and Ben. I didn't say that at the start. I forgot, so I'm, I'm just sliding that That's in fine. now. 
Um, but if that's everything, uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Um, and for the current affairs boys, ciao, and we'll see you at 2 p.m. this time yes. next Thursday or yes. on our various streaming platforms. So thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.